It's an incredible story. And it's not a made up story. It's not a fictional story. It's a true story. You cannot make up the story of Jesus. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Today on In Grace, we will be finishing our series, The Story of Jesus. And this is a marvelous, marvelous true story, the story of God coming to the earth, becoming flesh, never sinning, but doing such great things, proving his divinity. And the greatest proof of him being God was he died for our sins on the cross and rose again. Well, he appeared to a lot of people over 40 days, and now he is ascending back to heaven. Think about that. He went back to heaven, but with a promise, he is coming back. That promise should echo in our ears every day that Jesus is coming back. Am I serving him faithfully today? Am I doing what he wants us to do? Am I doing what he wants me to do? I hope that that is your heart. And I hope that you, first of all, know him as your savior. And second of all, that you're serving him with everything that you have, assuming that he's coming back today. Now, we are in the last day of Passover. To our Jewish friends, we wish you a a good and joyful Passover as it is a beautiful picture of Yeshua, of Jesus. He came, his blood can be applied to the doorpost of our life. And when that is, the angel of death passes over us. We don't have to fear eternal death, the eternal lake of fire anymore. And that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Now, you know that we love Israel here at In Grace, and we go to Israel a lot. And if you'd like to travel with us to the Holy Land, we'd love for you to come along and experience a trip of a lifetime. We're going to be going again this February, and you're invited to come along on an In Grace Israel tour. We have wonderful, wonderful people that are going to be with us. We go to great hotels. We have a wonderful uh, service there on the ground with our buses and hotels. They treat us like royalty. You'll have the best of the best. And our prices are some of the lowest you're going to find. So we make it affordable. We make sure it's safe. And we have a lot of experience, about 30 years of experience uh, traveling to Israel. I've done it about 20 times. And my dad done it many more times who's with the Lord now. So consider an In Grace Israel tour with us here. And you can find out the information or get a free brochure on our website, ingraceradio.com ingraceradio.com. You'll see a travel button. Click on that, and then you'll see the Israel tour. You'll also notice that we're going to Alaska in July on a cruise. If you'd like to go on our Holland America Alaska cruise, our Ingrace Creation cruise, then you can get that brochure there. Or give us a call at 1-800-78-GRACE. 1-800-78-GRACE. My wife, Karen, and I were called out to go visit a Jewish cemetery right up the road from us in Waukegan that had been defaced. 18 tombstones had been spray-painted with red swastikas. And it was horrible to be there, to stand there, to see how this demonic oppression of the Jewish people still is existing today right here where we live. And we were able to bring a bouquet of roses to a family that was standing there 
and there, uh, the, the man's parents' tombstone had been defaced. His, his dad, who uh, the tombstone was, was half for his dad and half for his mom, his dad had served in the United States military flying in the B-17 bomber 50 missions into Italy and into Germany. 50 missions. He goes home after 50 missions. The next mission was 51. The plane crashed and everyone died on it. This man is a hero, but because he's Jewish, the symbol of hate is put onto that tombstone. What is it that uh, keeps this, this demonic oppression, this anti-Semitism going? I believe it's simply this. God chose them to bring us the Savior in the Scriptures. And he's not done with the Jewish people. You need to love them. You need to support them. You need to stand up with them. And share with them in a loving way, Jesus, Yeshua. Okay? Now, Nebuchadnezzar comes, and he's about to destroy the city and the temple. Just before that, Ezekiel predicted in Ezekiel 10 that the glory, the Shekinah glory that was emanating from the temple up into heaven was going to be leaving because of Judah's idolatry. And so it was the next chapter in Ezekiel eleven twenty three. It says this, the glory of the Lord went up from the midst of the city and stood upon the mountain which was on the east side of the city. What mountain is on the east side of the city of Jerusalem? The Mount of Olives. And there the Shekinah of glory departs into heaven. The glory of God goes up on the Mount of Olives. Now I never put that together with Jesus going up on the Mount of Olives until I was filming there last year. I was interviewing a rabbi, the one that was responsible for bringing the red heifers into Israel as they're preparing to sacrifice the red heifers to reinstitute the sacrificial system and rebuild the temple as the Bible has predicted. And I was interviewing this Jewish rabbi who does not believe Jesus is the Messiah. And he, and he tells me about the glory of God ascending because we were standing on the Mount of Olives. They had bought a piece of property where they're going to actually do the ceremony with the red heifer. And he says that this very place, God's glory went up into heaven. And I started to get chills. Of course, he doesn't realize the significance of that, the fact that Jesus ascended into heaven from that same place. And then Acts tells us a little bit more about the ascension. So let's look at Acts chapter 1. In verse 9, and when he had spoken these things, they beheld he was, what, taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. There's the ascension again. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, we get a little more information from the writer of Acts, and he says, two men stood by them in white apparel. So this sounds familiar, right? This sounds like, when, when Jesus resurrected, there was appearances of angels and there were two, two angels standing there in white apparel and the angel said to the 11 disciples, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing into heaven? 
I mean, I wonder how long they were standing there just looking up, like just in, in, in a daze, like, wow. Remember the first time when he was taken and he was crucified and put into the grave? They were so dejected. They were sad. They were crying. They were miserable. They were all uh, disconnected from reality. But now they're all reset. They're ready to go. But they're just like, he just left us, you know? Here we are. Here we go. It felt like, uh, you know, when, when mom and dad came to Chicago and started the ministry from nothing and worked so hard all the years and God is blessed and then he dies. And, I, and we just kind of felt like, Pastor Paul and I felt like, wow, here we are. We're all alone. We used to be able to just go to him and ask him questions, but now we're, it's us. And that's probably the way they were feeling. They're looking up and like, wow, that was, that was really neat. And then suddenly, these angelic beings are standing there saying, ye men of Galilee, why are you just standing there gawking? This same Jesus, which was taken up from you into heaven, now this is really cool, listen to this, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. Zechariah tells us that when Jesus comes back and his feet touch the Mount of Olives in Zechariah 14.4, that the Mount of Olives is gonna split. That's his second coming. He's coming on a white horse with a sword coming out of his mouth in Revelation. He's coming back. The glory of God is coming back where it ascended. The kind of glory at the time of the first temple, Jesus, and then God coming back, the glory of God coming back to set up his kingdom on this earth with his saints. It's incredible. Now, John kind of has two endings in his gospel. We already read the, the one. We're gonna read it again. But in John 20, 30, he says this, and many other signs... Truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written, okay? So why was the book of John written? That ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the promised one, the Messiah, it's the same word, the Son of God, and that by believing ye might have, what? Life through his name. The whole story of Jesus was to save you, to bring salvation to the world. And that's what John was excited to write about. How can I be saved? I'm a sinner, I can't save myself. How can I be saved from my sins? Not by works, not by trying to be religious, not by trying to be better, but by putting my trust in the one who was perfect and who died for me on a cross and rose again. That is how you can be saved from your sins. And that's why John was written. And there was so much more that wasn't written in the book, but that's why John was written. If you really wanna know what salvation is all about, read John, especially John 1 and John 3, powerful passages of Jesus and salvation. And then John 21, 24, we'll read again. This is the disciple which testified to these things and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. He's saying, I wrote what I saw, I wrote what I know. He also was moved along by the Holy Spirit. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written, every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. And then he said, amen, amen. You're listening to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. 
Are you interested in the end times prophecy of the rebuilding of the Jewish temple? Then you need to watch InGrace's new video series, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. Jim Scudder Jr. will take you to amazing sites like the Temple Mount, the Dome of the Rock, and the land on the Mount of Olives purchased for the sacrifice of the red heifer. Jim Scudder has exclusive interviews with experts and people involved in rebuilding the temple. This new series will be yours as a thank you for a gift of any amount to InGrace. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes and see how all of this impacts our world today. When your gift is $35 or more, Jim Scudder will also send you an incredible eight-part video series called Armageddon's Dawn and a beautiful End Times Prophecy Chart. Don't wait. Get this video series today to order the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. Call now, 800-78-GRACE, or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. It's an incredible story, and it's not a made-up story. It's not a, a, a fictional story. It's a true story. You cannot make up the story of Jesus. It's incredible. It's powerful. And then he grew up and he began to do incredible things. And he healed and he loved and he taught profound things. But yet he was still nailed to a cross, a willing sacrifice for our sins. But he didn't stay dead for he rose again. And that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is God. And that he is the savior of anybody who will simply put your full trust and dependence in him. One man wrote this about Jesus. The greatest man in history, Jesus, had no servants, yet they called him master. He had no degree, yet they called him teacher. Had no medicines, yet they called him healer. He had no army, Yet kings feared him. He won no military battles, yet he conquered the world. He did not live in a castle, yet they called him Lord. He ruled no nations, yet they called him king. He committed no crime, yet they crucified him. He was buried in a tomb, yet he lives today. Isn't that powerful? The story of Jesus, it's an incredible story. He was like no other person in all of history. So what's the goal of the Christian life? What's the takeaway from this series, from the study of the Gospels? The takeaway is this. First of all, we looked at every so-called contradiction in the Gospels. And the people say the Bible is not true, it's not accurate, because there's all these contradictions that usually point to the Gospel. We went through them. There weren't that many and as we went through them, any supposed contradiction, we solved it easily by looking at perspective, okay? Number two, we are to be like him. So how can we be like him unless we know him, unless we know what he was like and what he was about? In Philippians 2, this is called the servant chapter of the Bible. If you want to learn how you should live, if you want to learn what the Christian life is all about, Philippians chapter 2. Let's read verse five through 11. Let this mind be in you, okay? The mind is where our thoughts emanate. You need to think the thoughts of Christ to be successful in your Christian life. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Okay, Jesus is God, he's 
equal with the Father, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. How can you succeed in your life? Be a servant and serve. That's how you will succeed. You say, that doesn't sound right. That sounds backwards. I can't ever achieve anything if I'm a servant. Well, that's where you're wrong. Be like Christ. Have the mind of Christ. What did he do? He became a servant. God came and became one of us. And being found, in verse 8, in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. That's power. That's power when you go, and you're the one that created all of this with just words, and instantly things came into existence. That's power. But greater power is when you allow, you have unlimited power, and you allow yourself for the sake of love, for the sake of others, to be put to death, especially the death of crucifixion. That is powerful. Wherefore God hath also highly exalted him. So Jesus ascended at the end of the Gospels. Where is he right now? At the right hand of the Father. God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and of things in earth and things under the earth. That every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Now, I cannot conclude this series without reading you the famous poem, One Solitary Life by Dr. James Allen Francis, and he wrote this in 1962. He was born in an obscure village, the child of a peasant. He grew up in another village where he worked in a carpenter shop until he was 30. Then for three years, he was an itinerant preacher. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never had a family or owned a home. He didn't go to college. He never lived in a big city. He never traveled over 200 miles from the place where he was born. He did none of the things that usually accompany greatness. He had no credentials but himself. He was only 33 when the tide of public opinion turned against him. His friends ran away. One of them denied him. He was turned over to his enemies and went through the mockery of a trial. He was nailed to a cross between two thieves. While he was dying, his executioners gambled for his garments, the only property he had on the earth. When he was dead, he was laid in a borrowed grave through the pity of a friend. Twenty centuries have come and gone. And today, he is the central figure of the human race. I am well within the mark when I say that all the armies that have ever marched, all the navies that have ever sailed, all the parliaments that have ever sat, all the kings that have ever reigned put together have not affected the life of man on this earth as much as that one solitary life. The story of Jesus. Isn't he amazing? Isn't he amazing? He's coming again. 
He ascended into heaven. You men of Galilee, why stand you there gazing? Get busy. He's coming back. Do you know him? Have you received him by faith? If you have it, please do it today. Say, I'm a sinner and I can't save myself. But right now, I put my faith, I put my trust in Jesus. He is the son of God who died for my sins and he rose again. I believe in him. I trust in him. And if you'll do that, not just words, not just a prayer, but if you'll put your faith in him, you're saved today, tomorrow, and forever. And you get the spirit of God to live in you. And he is at the right hand of the father, but he's coming back. And those that have put their trust in him get to come back with him. The glory of God is coming back to this earth, to Jerusalem, to the Mount of Olives. Will you be on the right side of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords return? And there it is, the end of our Story of Jesus series. It took us many years to get through this series uh, as I, I preached it. And uh, I think it was 139 different sermons that I preached, but it's all four gospels. And it's the story of Jesus uh, coming as predicted, fulfilling all of the prophecies, doing great and mighty things, but yet dying on a cross as a willing sacrifice for our sins. He is God. He died for you. He died for your sins. And if you'll trust in him completely, not a religion, not a priest or a pastor, not a prayer, not penance, but in the person and work of Jesus. If you'll trust in him, you will be saved today, tomorrow, and forever. If you have questions about salvation, please contact us by calling us at 1-800-78-GRACE or going to ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. The number again is 1-800-78-GRACE, and the website is ingraceradio.com. Now, when you go to the website, we encourage you to check out all of our resources. We've got great video series, books, tracks. We also have a trip to Israel in February and to Alaska in July. And if you'd like to travel with us, we'd love for you to come along and have an experience, a journey of a lifetime and a spiritual experience in any of these two trips. Ingraceradio.com, click on travel or call us at 1-800-78-GRACE. I also encourage you to consider supporting this ministry financially. I believe that this ministry is doing a lot to reach people with the clear message of hope of salvation. And if you'd like to invest in that, everything that you put into these types of investments will not return void. You will be putting your money into a heavenly account and there are great returns on that. And if you do give a gift of any amount to InGrace right now, I would like to thank you by sending you the Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple video series. This is a three-part full-length video series that covers the red heifers that recently have been brought to Israel, a 
place that has been purchased to sacrifice the red heifer, uh, to prepare for the temple. We talk about the roadblocks to rebuilding the temple, the Dome of the Rock. We go inside the Dome of the Rock. We go down underneath the rock into a cave, talking about all of the, the things that are, are possibly going to be happening in the future as the Jews want to rebuild the temple, and the Bible predicts it. If your gift is $35 or more, we're also going to send you our eight-part prophecy video series called Armageddon's Dawn and the Armageddon's Dawn Prophecy Chart. With these three resources, I think you'll be fully equipped to really understand Bible prophecy, the book of Revelation, and the rebuilding of the temple. Contact us again. The number is 1-800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. And one last time, our mailing address is ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. As a thank you for your gift of any amount, Jim Scudder will send you the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple when your gift is $35 or more. He will also send you his eight-part video series, Armageddon's Dawn, and a beautiful end times prophecy chart. Order the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple by calling 800-78-GRACE. Go to our secure website, ingraceradio.com, or write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.